0: talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. Hey, this is Colton Dixon. Hey, this is Rachel Amper. This is
1: Micah Tyler. This is Ellie Limebert. What's up? This is Apollo LTD. Hey, guys. It's it's We The the Kingdom. Kingdom. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. Quarantine
0: life, quarantine life. It ain't all good,
1: And that was Quarantine Life by Matthew West. And I'm very, very pleased to say that the first time on Hope FM, Matthew West is here with us. Hey Matthew, how are you doing?
0: Oh, I'm great. I'm I'm honored to be part of your show today. Thanks for having me on.
1: It's, it's an absolute pleasure. I think I think we're the ones that are honored, to be honest. Um, so just say that that's on Quarantine Life. <laughs> It's it's a lot of fun and in fact uh, Ryan, who does The Breakfast Show, was saying it was one of his favorite things about everything that's been going on. It's really made him chuckle a lot. So it's kept him going through some of the days where you really wish you weren't having to go through stuff. But um, but thank you very much for making many people smile in the middle of what's a a pretty epically difficult time. I, I
0: can honestly say I never thought I'd be writing a song with the title Quarantine Life. This has been truly a year like no other but songwriting's always been a release for me and sometimes i'm releasing discouragement or worship or whatever it may be but sometimes you just got to release the crazy a little bit and that song helped me release the crazy
1: <laughs> but it is is great really appreciate some fun so um it'd be useful for our listeners i would think that probably everybody who regularly listens to our station will be well aware of your music but they won't necessarily know your journey and your story um are you happy to share a little bit about that
0: Oh, I'd be happy to. Um, first of all, I, I sure hope that someday I can come and sing for all of your listeners in person. I'm, I'm looking forward to those days. And um, so I, um, I grew up outside of Chicago, Illinois, and I'm, my dad is a minister. And so I grew up in and around church and I was always I always loved music, but I was more interested in sports. And I thought I was going to maybe have a career in sports, but it turns out I wasn't quite as talented in that area as I thought. And uh, and so I wound up actually studying music at university and uh, getting my degree in music and writing my first songs in college. And I just really caught a passion for st- the craft of songwriting and really just fell in love with the idea that I could write a song that tells my story and then send it out into the world and that other people might feel like it somehow touches a place in their heart and encourages them in their story. So I I live in Nashville, Tennessee now, and um, I have sort of two different careers. Well, maybe now three with, with a podcast, but um, I started my career in music, getting the opportunity to write songs for other artists in behind the scenes and
1: who who, who have you written for
0: um well i've written um songs for like casting crowns and um michael w smith and um gosh some different country singers and different things like that that kind of danny goki um different artists that allow me to write songs for them and with them and then I also, but that was just because I tried to get a record deal for like four years and every label said no. So I just would write songs and people said, well, we like your songs, we'll take them. And uh, now I get to keep some of those songs for myself and uh, songs like Quarantine Life that, uh, you know, I get to put out myself. So uh, my wife and I have two daughters and we, I've been married for 17 years. We have two beautiful daughters and one dog. The dog is the only other male in our home. And so I'm thankful that I'm not totally alone. But uh, we've been navigating through 2020 to the best of our abilities. It's been a year like no other. I'm thankful for my family and I'm thankful for God's faithfulness through it all. So that's a little bit about who I am.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that. So 2020 was going to be a very busy year for you. I guess you had... Uh, your brand new album came out. I say brand new album and no, that's quite clever of me because it's called Brand New and, and that was in, uh, that was back in February, wasn't it, that that hit? Yeah. So I guess you were going to be promoting that and you were going to be on tour, weren't you? Were you on tour with Casting Crowns?
0: With Casting Crowns, yeah. Okay. We had written a song together on their record called Nobody and uh, we did a duet and so we thought let's go on tour together. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the clever title of my album, Brand New, but that's back when I thought it was a brand new year, a brand new decade. And I thought I got a good feeling about 2020. I'm going to call my album Brand New. Little did I know that 2020 was going to feel incredibly old in a hurry.
1: Well, yes. (laughs) It's an ironically named album then. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah. I told th- I, I my label I'm thinking about just re-releasing the album next year and just call it let's try this again <laughs>
1: yeah oh, that'd be good the remix so um I, I, what's your favorite song that you've ever written the one that you still you know because I imagine sometimes you go, oh, i have played this one thousands of times but what's the one that you still get a bit of a buzz when you get to perform
0: well that's a great question um well there's two answers to that question one of them would be a song called hello my name is and,
1: a personal favorite of mine. Oh, is brilliant track.
0: Thank you. That song is, um, is an anthem for me. It's about identity and uh, which is a big struggle for me in my life. Like so many times I'm tempted to find my worth and my identity in how I perform or maybe how other people think of me, right? And we place too much value on those things, don't we? And so that song is really a reminder that on my best day I'm a, I'm a beloved child of God. But guess what? On my worst day, I'm still a beloved child of God. And so that's a song that is so special when I sing live because I see the crowd singing that song and I see adults and I see kids and everybody's singing that same message. No matter from one to 92, whatever age you are, the thought that God still sees you as his child who he's proud of. That's a message I think that I need daily and that's why I love singing it every day.
1: It's, it's a great track. You know what, it's not in our lineup for this interview piece, but I think we'll try and make sure we slip it into the show somewhere because it's oh. really worth listening to. I love it. I, I'm you. glad I'm glad you mentioned it because uh, otherwise I don't know how to tell you, you should change your mind because that's the best <laughs> one. So, um, okay. Um, and our interesting family life, how does it work for you when you're, I guess, on the road normally so, so much Having two, how old are your daughters? My, so my oldest
0: daughter is now 14 and she's going to-
1: Same as mine, yeah. yeah.
0: And oh, okay, great. And do you have, how many kids do you have?
1: Two, I've got a son and a daughter, 16 year old son.
0: Yeah, so I have a 14 year old daughter and an 11 year old daughter. And, um, and so it's uh, never a dull moment in our house right now.
1: Wow. So, but normally when you're on the road, how does that work? If you're touring. Do you get to see them much? Or is it that you manage to get back to fly back to see them for a little bit and then go back out on tour? Or How how's it all work in family life?
0: Well, the touring and the traveling does take me away from my family more than I would um, like it to. And, and honestly, that's a big struggle for me. You know, I, I struggle to be content wherever I am because when I'm traveling around the country, I feel guilty for being... For what I'm missing at home. And when I'm home, sometimes I feel guilty that I'm not out telling people about Jesus, right? And so I think it's been one of those things of finding a balance. And I don't, I probably don't tour quite as much as other artists do. And that's because of a decision that my family and I have made that as much as I love what I do, here's what I refuse to let happen I refuse to have a successful career in music. But my kids grow up saying, yeah, dad wasn't really around and we didn't really have a relationship with our dad. If that is my story, when it's all said and done, I will consider that story a failure. And so I've tried to maintain that perspective. And sometimes it means saying no to things that are great opportunities because I want to make sure that I'm home for my daughter's first dance or for whatever special thing is going on in their lives so that's it's a tough balancing act you know it's not unlike any other profession any other husband or spouse who has to work for a living or gets to work for a living there's always finding that work and family balance and mine just happens to include many miles on the road many cities around the country and around the world and I have to find that balance but I don't want to lose my family in the process
1: that's a, a wonderful answer. Work-life balance and getting Jesus right in the middle of it as well. So, I bet your children will really appreciate the investment you've made by laying things down in the future. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a blessing in the family.
0: What's funny is I think you know they've had all this unexpected time with their dad home. That uh, I'm pretty sure they're like, okay, Dad, it's time for you to time for you to get on a tour bus right now. We're we're a little tired of you.
1: <laughs> so, well. I think probably that happens in all families, except they don't say two of us. They say, why don't you go out and see some friends so we can just have some chill time? So um, uh, here's a question for you. Is there a song, and this is about appreciating other artists' talents, so it's not about jealousy or envy, but is there a song that someone else has written that you really wish you had written?
0: Oh, there's so many of them, you know. I I think to some of the, you know, classic, classic uh, singer-songwriters of the day, that, that I would point to a lot of times, like, uh, you know, there's old Billy Joel songs that I, that I grew up listening to, you know, she's got a way about her, these beautiful love songs, you know, that I sing to my wife now that'd be like, Oh, I would have liked to write that song or, um, gosh, you know, um, yesterday by the Beatles. I mean, these beautiful melodies and, just incredible craftsmanship and so I have so many favorite songs that I wish I had written which is really what serves as my motivation to keep writing you know like oh maybe I'll write my version of this and and continue to do that and uh, that's what started me writing songs in the first place was just listening to a song that moved me and then going okay could I do that could I try that you know and uh, and then obviously in Christian music there's There's so many great songs that I, one of my favorite worship songs was written by another Matt. Matt Marr wrote a song called Lord I Need You, which I just, I just love that song. And right now I love the words of that song. Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need you. I just love that because it's such a reminder that, man, I can't make it through a pandemic, through 2020 or through today without god's help and songs that remind me of who my strength is is found in and who i need to be trusting those are songs that move me in a big
1: way that is a very good answer one of the things that i found out about you recently is that you sort of also invest in other people as well don't you you're not just about your own career you're you're also looking to build up other artists so um Liana crawford Uh, was on the show uh, a few weeks back and she had nothing but praise uh, to say about you and about the way that you've helped and inputted uh, into her.
0: That's in her contract that she has to say nice things about.
1: Well, in that case, contract fulfilled. I feel <laughs> she, she was she was glowing about you. So good,
0: good to hear.
1: It's amazing that you're able to use the gifting you've got and actually be so giving to try and build other people up under you. And it's probably not something that you see so much in the secular world. Is it something that you do very deliberately, or is it something that God just sometimes puts along the path? Or how does it work?
0: Well, I'll tell you very specifically what the reason why I do that, why I champion young artists and writers. One of my first champions was a song publisher in Nashville several years ago and she became one of my best friends. And she lost her battle with cancer at the age of 50 years old. But her entire life's mission was to champion other people, to be a believer and supporter of other people. And at her memorial service, Everybody spoke about that. Here she was behind the scenes. She wasn't the celebrity. She was the supporter. She was in the background lifting up others and helping them achieve their dreams. And I got really challenged at that memorial service thinking, well, Matthew, who have you ever helped besides you? Who have you ever championed besides your own music and your own dreams? And I got really challenged thinking, what if my life is not just about you know, my own contribution to the world? What if your greatest contribution comes by helping other people contribute to the world? And so I really left that memorial service and as a tribute to my friend and as obedience to God, I began to just say, I want my eyes to be open. If there's somebody out there that I can help, that I can help reach the next generation through Christian music then I want to do that. I want to be a champion of others. And it's been one of the most fulfilling things in my life. Imagine that when you pour out, you find fulfillment. When you care about other people, you begin to have a new perspective on your own life. And so if I can help a young artist who loves Jesus and wants to put a positive message into the world and has talent and and just needs some open doors I know what it's like to face closing doors and I want to help open some doors for the artists of tomorrow even though they're going to kick me out of a job very soon.
1: <laughs> yeah, possibly so but uh, maybe cuz also you've inputted into them and given them that opportunity. I've got to say I Leanna Crawford I'm very impressed with her. I, I today I, she randomly came on to, to something I was listening to. And I just thought cracking voice, absolutely beautiful. So um So God, it's great that God's put her in your path and the other people as well that you're seeking to bless. I I love that about you. Thank you. Um, Can I ask a question about church on Sundays? So for most people, Sunday they go to church. What does church look like to the West household? Do you get to go to church on a Sunday?
0: Well, I am often at another church on Sundays or traveling when, when we're in our normal schedule. And getting I'll I'll be honest with you getting plugged into church has been a real struggle for me but some of that actually has to do with my childhood I grew up in church my my father being a minister and every time I was in church I always felt like everybody's eyes were on me and there was that pressure and in a lot of ways that's what uh my song truth be told is about like the pressure that I felt in church and um and so when I grew up and wound up you know looking for a church of my own now i'm like a celebrity singer or christian singer that people in church know and guess what like i'm not the preacher's kid anymore but i still feel like people are watching me and all eyes are on me and so it's always been a real challenge for me to like find a genuine this ability to go to church and just be part of a congregation and not be asked to sing a solo and not be asked to do this. And so that's been a challenge. And so strangely, my family and I have had some of our best church days during the pandemic while we're at home and we turn on our, our church and watch the online service. And I'm not, I don't have an audience and I don't feel like the people behind me are looking at me. And it's just a, just a gen, a genuine experience learning opening my bible spending time with my family and so that's what our sunday mornings have looked like lately sitting in front of the tv and, and watching our pastor
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense uh, And the reason i asked the question was because uh, obviously being a celebrity it makes it complicated in these scenarios to actually just be spending time with jesus when exactly we're saying people are looking i think i think uh i think i've got this information correct that cliff richard who's a famous singer in the uk uh he, he actually ended up having to have a church that was a group of people that he knew and trusted meet I think in his own home so that he could have fellowship and have church but he couldn't go to a public church because he just would get too many people the whole time just saying oh could you sign this, could you do this, could you do that, All could you? and it it actually took away from church um, so I think I think that's the right information. he's a believer huh? yeah wow yeah he is. Cliff Richard came to Nashville once and uh,
0: our paths like briefly cross and uh, i don't even think i ever got to meet him but he was walking through the halls of this record label where i was just signing to and i remember people pointing him out to me but i didn't know that he was a, a christian that's really cool
1: yeah 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 very much so so um okay uh we've got another track to play from you and it's called the god who stays so do you want just to give us a little bit tell us about that, about that track yeah
0: it's really a song that's kind of taken on a whole new meaning in 2020 because it's, it's It's been interesting, like, everything's been about distancing, you know, social distancing, Zoom calls instead of in person. It's been uh, six feet apart, you know, wear a mask. And just the separation that we've had to feel from our places of worship, our places of work, our families sometimes, our loved ones. My grandfather, like, had an injury and they admitted him to the hospital, but then my 90-year-old grandmother can't see him because of the fear of, of COVID-19. So those kinds of separation. And this song is really about that, the promise that when it comes to God and matters of the heart, that God promises that we never have to have spiritual distancing. You know, there's social distancing we have to deal with. Spiritual distancing That is never in God's plan for us. And a lot of times I think we feel a distance from God. I do. And somebody said to me once, if you ever feel a distance between you and God, God is never the reason. It's We're we're the ones who wander away from him. He's the one who pursues us. And this is a song about a God who pursues, about a God who, who doesn't get fed up with his children. Um, even though that seems too good to be true sometimes. And I just wrote from that perspective in a, in a moment of weakness, like, is this true God? Like I would give up on me right now if I were you. And that's what the song comes from. It's like, but you don't, you don't give up. You don't walk away. You don't stop loving me. You stay with me even in my messes that I create. And to this day, that's a thought that just blows me away. And uh, it's a thought that keeps me going back and, writing songs and, and it, trying to illustrate that same awe and wonder in a God who never gives up. If I were you, I would have given up on me by now. I would have labeled me a lost cause. Cause I feel just
1: like a lost cause. Talking to some of the best names in contemporary Christian music. This is the Hope FM Artist Interview. Can
0: you tell me nothing I have ever done separate my heart from the God who stays.
1: And that was Matthew West with The God Who Stays. And I'm pleased to say that Matthew is still here with us on Hope FM. Uh, Thank you so much, Matthew. That song, as you introduced it so well beforehand, just really does speak so much truth. It would be lovely if you could pray right now for our listeners off the back of that.
0: I'd be happy to. Let's pray right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful and and so uh, grateful for a love that never leaves us. And all throughout scripture, you are trying to tell us something that nothing can separate us from your love. Nothing, nothing that we're facing, nothing that we've done. No period of time. You are alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. You go before us. You, uh, you erase the past behind us and you are with us in our weakest moments. I pray for anybody who's listening right now, Anybody who maybe has felt a distance from you, that they might look up and, and see the father of the prodigal running straight towards them with arms open wide. And that just as the words of that song said that they can be reminded that you don't give up on us. Uh, When we look beyond repair, God, you see something else in us and you see a new beginning waiting to happen. So we thank you for staying with us. We thank you for promising to bring us through this year of 2020. May we look back on it and see all the ways that you were faithful, because that is who you are. That's what you are. You're faithful. You're good. You're loving and you're full of grace and mercy. And that is what gives us hope to wake up tomorrow and try again. Amen.
1: Amen. Oh, thank you so much, Matthew. This coming season, what do you feel God's got for you?
0: Wow, I mean, it's uh, it's wide open, man. It's wide open. I'll tell you. Um, I I'll answer that question by sharing what I read about the story of Joseph yesterday, and being reminded about Joseph's story. Now, Joseph had big dreams, and his family didn't like those dreams, and his dreams didn't go the way he thought they would. fact his brothers tried they wanted to kill him then they sold him off as a slave joseph went through several years of 2020 like he went through the fire he went through awful years where nothing that looked nothing like his dream but he made it through and throughout the story of joseph if you read it you'll see this sentence several times the lord was with joseph the lord was with joseph right the god who stays But then Joseph finds himself in a tremendous position of power and a new dream has come true for Joseph. His brothers are the ones coming to him now, asking for forgiveness, asking for mercy. Joseph was given a new perspective in that moment. And what he said, I think it's in chapter 50, he said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. And I think I'm looking back. And I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating looking back and being able to say the same thing to the year 2020. 2020, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. This has been a season for me where I've learned how to pivot, when I've learned how to realize that God's dream for us is not one dimensional. And so even for me, like I've been doing lots of different things and finding new creative outlets and I launched a podcast and exciting things that I'm like, you know what? I always, I'm just one dimensional when I think of how God has a plan for me and it's just not that way. And so I'm very excited and I hope your listeners can latch onto that same level of excitement and thinking, Hey, the dream might look different than you thought, but it's going to be bigger. It's going to be better because it's God's dream for you. So trust, obey and know that when this is all said and done, he's going to give you the same perspective he gave to Joseph. You'll be able to see God's faithfulness. You'll be able to look back and go, all right, this intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. I believe that with all my heart and I'm seeing it take place in my own life, which is what gets me excited for life. Even in the middle of a pandemic, I'm excited to be alive.
1: Wow. That is really encouraging. Thank you so much. So, you mentioned your podcast and uh that just launched um last week yeah. um and uh, i i listened to it and i've got to be honest i was a little bit skeptical matthew uh, i i i don't want to be rude but i thought here's another celebrity jumping on the podcast bandwagon that's what I suspected totally so but but I thought I will give it a try because I need to be fair to you uh, and it's one of the reasons that you are coming to the show to talk about the podcast uh, and it started off with your little your little jingle music at the start <laughs> and that actually made me smile quite a bit because it was quite funny it didn't take itself entirely seriously I thought that wasn't expected that's nice uh, and then you talked about the fact. I think you said um, that it was a podcast that was looking at unsolved crimes and conspiracy theories and political intrigue. Because I, oh, I know it. And they said no, not at all. You're just you're just kidding. And one go, oh, this is this is. Better. I like this. Okay, let's hear it. Is. And then as I listened to you, and it, it, it was you and Mark talking from from casting crowns, and I was just gripped. I went, this is really really good stuff. I really enjoyed it. Wow. And then you actually made me slightly well up. I had tears in my eyes when you had William, uh, who was the kid who was not expected to live, who's not expected to walk, not expected to talk. Uh, and and then he sang along to your song. Um, can you just sing the, the, the first little bit of that song for us?
0: Yeah, so it's a true story. And it says, let me tell you about William. He's been fighting battles since day one. The doctor said his life was over. Yeah, before it had begun. They said he'd never walk." but now he walks. They said he'd never talk, but now he talks. I guess you could say he's a living, breathing, walking miracle. And that's a true story. That's a kid who came up to me at a concert. He told me how he's been overcoming the odds his entire life. And even now, because he talks differently, because he's uh, he can't use his left arm and he walks with a limp, people don't understand what he's had to overcome, right? He's been a victim of bullying and all these different things. But But he's glad to be alive because he's got that perspective. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. And so one of the things I love about doing this podcast is my songs are inspired by people's stories. And so I'm not just interviewing celebrities that I'm going to do that. And that's all well and good. And those stories are incredible. But sometimes it's about shining a light on a kid named William in New Mexico, who's got a powerful story to tell and a powerful perspective on life and his story made me cry. So you're not the only one. It's like, this kid is awesome. And when we start to take a look at other people's perspectives, it can help us look at our own stories in a different way. That's the whole heartbeat of my podcast. It's, it's, it's not unlike what you do with your show. You're stepping into people's stories and letting them know that there is hope. And that's what I hope to do with the podcast. I may not be able to go on tour right now, but but I could still get behind the microphone. I could still tell a story, and still hopefully bring encouragement to let somebody else know, "Hey, your story matters. Your story is not over, and and God is the author of your story, so you know it's going to be a good one."
1: Well, I've only ever recommended one other podcast on my show, which was um, uh, from Skillets. They're, they're, uh, John Cooper's podcast uh, is. Great Cooper stuff, I think it's called, and uh, and that's worth listening to. Uh, but Matthew, you are going to be the second podcast that I would genuinely urge people to go and have a listen to. There's already uh, three episodes, probably probably four episodes by the time this goes out, uh, that people can uh, can listen to straight away. And uh, what what's your podcast book po- called?
0: It's a very clever and uh, genius title for a podcast. It's called.
1: The Matthew West Podcast. The Matthew West. I see what you've done. The Matthew West Podcast. So that's nice and easy to remember. Boom. Yeah. Okay. And (laughs) what what platforms is it on? Everywhere you listen
0: to podcasts, you'll be able to find it. One other detail for your listeners is that at the end of every month, they have the opportunity to be part of an episode. It's all about stories. So you can actually call our hotline and share your story or ask a question. And I would tell you what would make me smile is if I got a call all the way from England, somewhere out there with someone telling me their story, telling me how God's bringing them through the pandemic or whatever they wanna ask me. So it's fun, you know, I'm having a good time with it. And you mentioned the theme song. I wanted to I wanted to write the most annoying theme song known to man. The kind that would get it stuck in your head so that you're walking on the beach and thinking that Matthew West I am so mad at him that song is so annoying
1: (laughs) well I think you may have achieved that as well but, but it made me smile so it was good it was it was it was that annoying good thing I think you got it just right so um so that's it was fun okay so I just want to say the podcast I feel people should tune into because it's got great content it's it, you're giving people a platform and their stories are well worth listening to the ones i've heard so far i've listened to number one and then i jumped to the q a one for people phoning in as well so um so i've got to, i've got to catch up on number two but um it's um it's good if you're listening at home right now go and look it up on the web the matthew west podcast uh, you can get it on spotify you get it on everything i'm gonna guess so wherever you get your podcast go and check that one out straight away so where did the idea come though for doing the podcast whose idea was it Well, I've had the
0: idea for the last couple of years, but, um, and so I would tuck away ideas and the concept. I'm the kind of person that's like, if I'm going to do anything, and that's why your compliment meant so much to me is just, if I'm going to do anything, I'm not going to do it halfway. And so, you know, for a long time, my touring schedule would get in the way of me developing some new ideas that I had. And this wound up being a season where early on in, in February of this year, I just felt like something new was coming, and so I began to really lay the groundwork for this podcast. And this just felt like the right time to do it. I had the right energy about it, and was excited to take a step into something new. And then really, you know, I just that reminder that just because I can't go on tour, I, I think God is big enough to where He could still use the voice He's given me. And this is one of the ways that I believe that He's called me to do that. And uh, I sure hope it makes people smile makes people realize that there's hope for their story too. And uh, it's just a great way to continue that conversation beyond a three-minute song. You can only talk so much with people through a three-minute song. I believe there's a deeper conversation that can take place and thankful that uh, the
1: Matthew S. Podcast can be a place for that yeah it certainly is so far so that's that's great we look forward to the next episode um for certain um so your tour totally canceled nothing happened no dates at all is that right yeah pretty
0: much i think there's a there's a couple of things that have that have not canceled but you know even the things that aren't canceled i kind of get nervous about traveling you know and and uh so I, I've been having a real hard time trying to figure out what to do, you know? And so, but, uh, all of my major tours completely canceled. And most of what I'm doing is, is, uh, having the opportunity to have conversations like this, but it's, it's a year like I've never experienced before the music industry. I know a lot of industries have been hit hard, but the music industry is, is no different. It's uh, been hit really hard
1: as i understand it a lot of uh, bands actually make their money not from not from the streaming services but it actually when they're on tour it's an essential part of of how their business works and uh, it's a ministry but you also need to be paid to be able to live so um so I, I think it's a tough time for so many artists right now so yeah uh, if you're an artist going through a tough time um contact matthew west he will pray for you because you, you invite people to contact you to pray don't you i think you've got you, you mentioned that in your podcast
0: yeah that's right we have a prayer time in every episode and people send their prayer requests in but yeah you know there's a lot of artists and musicians who you know guitar players who are uh, hanging drywall at a construction site right now and You know, look, when you get into the music industry, you know that you have to be resourceful. You know that you have to be creative and you have to be a hard worker. Um, And times like this, you know, um, a lot of people are just hit really hard. And so it hurts my heart because it's like I want to provide for all of my employees and my band members and trying to make it happen. So, you know, uh, I'm learning that it's got to be okay to not have all the answers. Even when I'm doing an interview, I, I have to be comfortable in saying, how am I doing that? I don't know. I don't know. But I am going to trust that God's in control and we're going to make it through.
1: Amen. Absolutely true. So uh, we've got one more track uh, to play from you, Matthew. Um, can I say it's been an absolute honor having you on the show. Really, really enjoyed chatting to you today it'd be great maybe you come back in say 12 months time and tell us more about the things that god has done through you over this time if that would be okay that would be an absolute pleasure
0: i would be honored to do that to continue that conversation with you and and to be able to speak with your listeners and and you today is is a real honor for me so thank you
1: get more interviews now visit hopefm.com forward slash the artist interview